ECW live cast. This week we are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 124 and 125 from September 5th and September 12th of 1995, which we'll be covering the great ECW Arena show from August 26th of 1995. I'm Mike Pru along with JV. As always, JV, how you doing? Doing well, man. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. We're back here. And hey, as promised, two weeks. Exactly two weeks. <laughs> Not three weeks, not a month. We're back on track. Now, we changed our schedule a little, little bit for the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, which helped. We've gone bi-weekly. So now we don't have overload. Now it's just we record once a week. ECW, then Bottom Line. ECW, Bottom Line. And I don't know about you, but it feels a little bit more stress, stressless. I don't know if that's not a, that's not a word. But less stress <laughs> in the week, knowing that we don't have to record twice even though i love to talk to you more than once a week but hey it makes it easier on our lives <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just, <it does. laughs> so yeah so we, we're on time now and i think we'll be on time because of this you know rejuvenated here with the uh extreme ecw live cast i even went back and checked out like wrestling observer for this time and <laughs> looked up some info that was going on at the time so i might have some yeah. little extra tidbits because <laughs> I've been able to put a little bit more extra time doing some little research here. So, yeah. Here we go. It's going to be a good one. And welcome back, BTT Army, Book of the Territory, and our JV Goon Squad, of course. So, thanks, guys, for always tuning in and being part of that $5 tier. And also for you that will listen to this a little later in time, thank you for subscribing to the Extreme ECW Livecast. And please give us a follow on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru at MPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. Also, like I said, we have the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if you are one of those listeners in the future, it, it's probably done. <laughs> Maybe there's uh, some watch-alongs every once in a while. But um, in real time here, in the summer of 2022 we're wrapping up the bottom line wrestling cast we're heading towards the end but uh please very sad very yeah. sad it's it's been four years and we've covered the career and we're wrapping it up but we are going to have specials every two weeks so and we're going to cover stone cold steve well not stone cold we're going to be covering stunning steve austin in wcw too so there's there's more to come but you now dwindling down Please give us a follow on Twitter at 
bottom line cast as well. All right, so that's our plugs there. But I do want to give a shout out to our research department head, Rick Beebe, Mr. Beebe. And uh, last week, I went on, last episode rather, I went on a little uh, rant about tag team matches and how I was fucking sick and tired of people running in the ring and just breaking up every near fall in a tag team match, just over and over again. Like, there had to be some kind of rule for that. What the hell, man? Why can't the referee just disqualify somebody for jumping in the match and breaking up a count? Because if somebody came from the locker room and did that, ding, 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 it's over. So I talked all about that in the last episode, and Rick Beebe, you know, he did a little research, and he found out that the traditional tag team match rules for a long time was that a tag team partner had one save attempt per match. I like that a lot. Which is a fucking great rule. I didn't even know that existed. So thanks, Rick, for bringing that up. Well, man, I, w- I wish that would be continue to be used. And now here's the kicker on that. All right, so that was two weeks ago. Rick mentioned that you know just days after the episode came out, you know the next day, whatever after he listened to it, he he tweeted at us, made us aware of that. But then a week later, on this past Monday Night Raw, there was a tag team match. I don't, I forget all the parties involved and. I was watching it. I think it was like Bobby Lashley or something. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. But there was a tag team match, and it was Tommaso Ciampa. Who's now, he's no longer Tommaso, though. He, he's he's just Ciampa. That's it. He can't be Tommaso because they hate first names. So they got to get rid of the first name. So Tommaso's the better name. Yeah. He should just be Tommaso. Yeah. It's God easy to say than Ciampa. He's so bad. <laughs> so anyway, he broke up a count earlier in the match, and then I guess he breaks it up again, and he's in the ring after he breaks up the count for maybe more than, like, 10 seconds or whatever, and then the ref rings the bell, and it's a DQ. (laughs) It's like, where the hell did that come from? So people were confused. Then they explained it, that apparently it's this rule that this referee used that doesn't always get used, but the rule is you can't break up the partner can't break up a count more than once in a match. And this referee was going by the book. I like it. I like it too. You know what though? Now that it's like now that they've done that, and it's not something they've done in a long time. Like they should start using that often. Right, they should. Or enforcing it, or else it's just like why they do it that one time and never. But the know, real question it though, fifty times since, and they haven't. <laughs> right. So, of course, we like that because that's what I was bitching about. But the real question is, why all of a sudden did they come up with that? Because they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, they're listening. Are they subscribers to Book in the Territories, $5 Patreon tier? Somebody on the writing staff is like, I'll, I check out ECW Extremecast and, oh, shit. That's a good point that Mike Prue just made. Let me bring that to the writer's room. <laughs> And now it's fucking used. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. uh, I had seen a post that I think it was Mike posted in the BTT Facebook group. And it was funny. There's like a guy who subscribes, pays the fee, downloads all of the BTT content, and then like claims a dispute or something with his payment provider and gets the money back. Oh, yeah. So he'll get like a free week or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. It sounds well, like he does it once a year. I'm like, wow. The, the, someone can actually get away with that. Yeah. What a cockhead. Yeah. No, I, I've heard of that so many times with BTTs. That's what sucks with Patreon. Sometimes, based on how it's set up, you can subscribe, but you don't pay until the end of the month. So you can get all your shit and then cancel. That's a glitch. But that's bullshit that people would do that. It's like, like, why even listen to us if you don't want to support us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want all our shit, but you want to steal from us. That's not cool. I want you listening. If you're <laughs> yeah, I don't even want you to listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what Metallica felt like when everyone was stealing their music during Napster days. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy our fucking album. Why are you stealing it from Napster? I mean, you can't get mad at college kids because they don't have any fucking money. <laughs> Barely any money. The money that they have, they want to spend it on booze. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was ironic or you know, strange that Rick Beebe brings it up and then all of a sudden, hey, it's an angle. It's an angle on Raw. Yeah, like, what are the chances of that? Yeah. I mean, it could be coincidental. Which it probably is, because who the fuck's listening? Yeah, you never know. You never know. So that was one thing. Another thing. Now, this is just one other story that I hadn't, I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't told anybody this. I didn't even tell my wife. And I don't know why, but... Because it was shocking to me. I was like, whoa, where the fuck did this come from? So on Monday... I was um, was out for a jog slash walk. More walking because I'm just recovering from my back. So anyway, it's like that old thing that we said. Well, you're walking, man. You go. You say you go for a jog, but you walking. Mm-hmm. You yeah, walking, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I was walking. I was walking because it was hurting too much to jog. So I was just going for a walk. Got in his neck. And uh, you know, quiet road, you know. And barely any cars, you know, car every once in a while as I'm going on the walk. And this one car starts slowing down as I'm as I'm walking. I got my earbuds in. Car slows down. I'm like, why the fuck is this car going so slow on this road? Like, it's like creeping along. And then it gets to me and it stops. And this is not... Oh, this is not something that hasn't happened before. The people have stopped and be like, "Oh, where's the street?" Or oh, what? Would I, you know. And this guy, <laughs> this guy's got a joke to tell me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he know? Because you work in the town, so I mean, there's. I, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Uh, he's probably was he like, older. Yeah, he was older than us. He's probably like I would say maybe like forty-five to fifty, somewhere in that range. So not much older, but he was older. Weirdo. <laughs> and he tells me this joke and he must have had this joke on his mind like he had just heard it and he had to tell somebody and he's all like ah oh, here's, here's, a, here's a dude right there let me let me stop him and fucking tell him a joke <laughs> so anyway I thought that was funny just the whole idea like he's gonna stop and tell me a joke yeah it is it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I hit I hit I tap my head my headphones to pause them then I take it out because I'm trying to hear what the fuck he's saying. He's like, "Hey, he's a what kind of meat does a priest eat on Fridays?" And I said, <laughs> and I wasn't ready for that, so I was like, "What?" <laughs> he said, "What kind of meat does it eat? Does a priest eat on Fridays?" I said, "I don't know what." 
because I was annoyed too. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? I, was like, I don't know what. He goes, none. <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, good one, man. Good one. That's the joke? Yeah. What kind of meat does a priest eat on Friday? It's not funny. None. Like a nun. Oh, it's a, a nun's words. vagina. <laughs> oh, I hate those jokes. <laughs> oh, but I thought it was perfect to share here on BTT. You know, <laughs> the funny part is the random guy stopped. Yeah, you that's the funniest joke. part. It's not even what joke he told. It's the no, it could have been, been any joke. Yeah, that that's the joke in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even more so, I haven't told anybody either. <laughs> it's like I forgot about it. I was like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, I wanted to share that, so let me share it here. <laughs> On the Extreme ECW Livecast, so, yeah. Priest eat none. This guy just stops you tells you that joke. <laughs> like I said, he probably had it in his mind, like, from when he heard it, like, oh, I'm gonna share that. I'm gonna share that joke. And then he probably went on to, like, wherever he was going and said it again. <laughs> yeah. To a couple more people. Yeah. Especially, especially after my approval, I gave him like the two double, the double poke, the double fingers. How's it going? <laughs> kind of like how Saul Goodman goes, "Better call Saul." I was like, I would have reacted the same one. way, just like, <laughs> yeah. ah, like leave me yeah. alone now. Right, let me keep walking in. I hope you're not fucking like John Wayne Gacy, and you're gonna fucking <laughs> handcuff yeah, me yeah, and yeah. throw me in a car, butt fuck me or something. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on from there. All right. Let's get into it. It's ECW Hardcore TV. We are covering episode 124 of ECW Hardcore TV on the network or the Peacock. It's season three, episode 36. But remember, you have access to the BTT Drive if you want it. All it takes is emailing bookingaterritory at gmail.com and asking Mike for access to it as long as you're a Patreon member. And you get all the episodes that have been posted there. ECW, World Championship Wrestling, World Class Championship Wrestling, bunch of shit on there. So make sure you're getting that added bonus to your Patreon subscription. Don't let that one slide. And you can watch along to the same episodes we are. And if you don't, you know, for you listeners in the future that don't have Patreon, first off, like I said last time, get it. But if you don't, the episodes on Peacock are pretty close to it, just, you know, the audio is a little different, different music and whatnot. With that said, let's get set up here. Again, September 5th, 1995, Season 3, Episode 36 on Peacock. Runtime of 46 minutes and 13 seconds. All these matches are going to be coming from the August 26, 1995 show from the ECW Arena, which is where last time, you know, on Episode 123... We got one match from this show, and that was Eddie versus Dean. Great match, great show. But now we're going to get the rest of the card over the course of these next two episodes we're covering this week. All right, with that said, if you are watching along with us, you should have everything set up. I'll give us a countdown, three down to one, and then I'll say play. And when I say play, we all click play. So, JV, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, three, two, one play. And we're off. And we got JT Smith. Hey, Big Val Puccio. 
Oh, so this is really happening. This is the beginning of JT Smith thinking he's Italian. <laughs> Look how small that box is in Puggio's hands. <laughs> Al Puggio, JV's favorite. This guy. <laughs> What's his conversation with his doctor like? Oh my god, he didn't go. Oh, so again, we're showing a flashback to when JT Smith landed and banged his head on the concrete in a match against Hack Myers, which this is going to be a rematch. This will be against Hack Myers as well. Again, from August 26, 1995. And here comes Cactus Hack. <laughs> Cactus Hack. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his fucking little biker outfit on. The Shaw is a national hero, according to Sign Guy in the front row. Is our crackhead in the front row again? He should be, right? Because this is the same show as the Eddie Dean match. And he was all pumped up when he got his hand slapped by Eddie. But I don't see him. Alright, so Baba Cheese uh, giving us the introduction. Now Puccio's got a, like a box of donuts or something with him. <laughs> box of patri pastries. Like your father would bring over every Sunday and I'd Hell yeah. dive into that box and be like, What's this? What's this? What's in here? Can I have one of these? <laughs> like a fucking scrounge. Can I have a donut? <laughs> Wait, you tap the top of the box. Just piss me off. <laughs> What's this? What's this? You know exactly what it is. It's every fucking week. It's a cock donut in there. A long <laughs> donut with the, the chocolate. Yeah, the swirl the donut with the chocolate frosting. Call them cock donuts. <laughs> the last house on the left called him. <laughs> Look at Val sitting down for his breakfast. He's got cannolis. Yeah, last house on the left. So Hackmai is the creation of Wes Craven. That was, uh, I think that's Wes Craven's first horror movie. Was it his first one? I think so. Glass House on the Makes Left. Makes sense. It was in the 70s, right? Yeah. I think it was 1972. Oh, man. I'm so good with the years. That was right. 1972. Was it? Yep. Of course you were. And it is his directorial debut. Bada bing, bada boom. Harry Horowitz style. You heard that? Pat on the back. Oh, JT Smith just tossed, tossed Hack out of the ring, and he's going to go do the same thing he did. Maybe this will straighten him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he fakes it and gives the O. Up yours! Just <laughs> <laughs> off. What a dick. <laughs> Buffungu! <laughs> I'll Buffungu you! I come sh... Oh, oh, drop Shaw kick. chance. 
Oh, those were quieted just now as Hack brought up a steel chair. JT Smith said, fuck you, I'm going to nail you with one of my great drop kicks. And that's something that we always had said way back in the 93 episodes is that JT Smith's drop kick's legit. Oh, J oh JT Smith, he's losing his hair on top. Uh-oh. He has that bald spot on the top. He's going to start buzzing that a little lower. Man, you think Valpucci was going to have a heart attack on ringside. Eating those fucking... Yeah, I mean... Cannoli sitting there. Yeah, like, dude, totally leaning into his unhealthy lifestyle. That's like, the people in this year knew, like, being that fat was not good, right? <laughs> yeah. He's probably... It's a medical condition. No, bro. It's the fucking box of cannolis you're eating right now. <laughs> not everybody has cannolis. In a fucking hot, sweaty arena. All right, Ooh, JT Smith goes. Yeah, drop. misses the shitty elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. He put the drop and elbow drop. It's like he fell. He dropped it. <laughs> now Hack's going up top. No, you're not going up top. He's gonna nail him. Leg drop on oh. the side. What they call that? The drive by. Yeah. Is that what um, yeah. Mick Foley uses? Well, I was going to say, Cactus Hack, stealing from Cactus Jack with that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, yeah, Cactus does that. But he, well, he, he does the elbow drop off the apron more often. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. You know, Puccio has to get up. He lost his cannolis because JT Smith went flying over the ring. He even lost his hat. It's like he just buys fabric. He's like, put these on. These are pants. He's <laughs> wrapping around me. He's like, Joanne wrap. fabric. <laughs> Joanne fabric. I'll take that curtain. <laughs> Marlon Brando didn't say the fucking cannoli line. He's a big dude, though. Like, if you punched him, nothing happens. Oh. Look at his stomach, though. His stomach's like yeah, at his knees. Can he even reach his dick to piss? His dick is, like, hidden between his stomach and... Yeah. His arms are kind of short. He's got to do a lot of lifting. Shit. I mean, obviously we know he's fucking unhealthy and he died because of it, but... Yeah, fuck. it's sad. Like, someone it should have been telling him that. It's probably... Imagine that guy lost, like, 100 pounds. Probably stupid athletic. Probably. Yeah. Oof. If I was that big, I want to be in a wrestling ring, moving around. Nah, I'd be I mean, on an elliptical. <laughs> I'll say I'd be laying on the couch, <laughs> like those TV shows. My five hundred pound wife, <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> Got to hire a certified forklift operator to move you. Hey, where's the fucking DQ in this motherfucker? Where's the ref? Did I miss something? Ref's outside the ring. Big, right. big gal. He ate, he ate him. He's gone. <laughs> Heck, Myers with a double clothesline there, but Val didn't fall. But now JT's back up and nails him with a flying forearm. So now they're not working together? <laughs> yeah, I think Puccio, um, JT Smith's pissed with Puccio. 
I say that Dusty Puccio. Dusty Puccio. Hit him right in the Puccio. Big dust. Puccio. Scoop slam from Puccio. And he's winded. He had to grab the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> he acted like he was in on purpose, but he just fell over. There it is. Yeah, that's a nice elbow drop from JT. That was really nice. Now the big splash. The hack Myers. There's no way to do that softly. Oh, the stomach's soft. <laughs> Still waits, wait. Waits, wait. What the, the fuck is Molino doing out there? Feathers are soft, but if you drop a thousand pounds of feathers, it's still a thousand pounds in weight. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of Jim Molino, he, uh, he retweeted our latest episode. So that Did was he? Cool. Yeah. I love that guy. It's my favorite ref. <laughs> I treat him much better than Earl Hebner, at the very yeah. least. The only thing I feel bad about is we never know if it's Molino or Finnegan. Oh, I know now. I think it's yeah. mostly Molino. Yeah, it's the guy that retweets our episodes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jimmy. I think he was retweeting the, the retro episodes. The old 94 episodes that are available. And that opens up the show. So they showed us a whole match before the opening. That's pretty cool, I guess. That's different. JV's on his keyboard. <laughs> so I was hitting the, the armrests on my chair. Oh, oh, you're playing the drums? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I won't do that. <laughs> you think hearing this so often, you'd know we'd know the lyrics? <laughs> don't know shit. I think it's I know we're not we're not listening for lyrics. We don't hear them. That's true. The only thing I ever know is the writing's on the wall. <laughs> That's it. I, I hear him say, "Yeah, yeah, ow, ow, yeah." And five, five, five. <laughs> All right, Joey Styles, looking, looking fly with his his new, nice new suit. All right, we get a little recap here of the. Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero farewell from the show on August 26th. Also, Paulie Dangerously is going to bring back the Danger Zone, which was a segment that he used in WCW. Now, ironically, he's bringing in this new segment as Paulie Dangerously, but this is the last time that he's going to go as Paulie Dangerously. From now on, after this, he's going to be Paul Heyman, and he's going to be the owner of ECW. Rather than Paulie Dangerously. So let's take a listen to what Paulie has to say. Oh, this, this, just to jump in for a second, but this is known as the the whole big uh, fuck WCW or they're at war with WCW. So big promo here from Paul Heyman. Duplicate. 
is the ECW Arena. Look at these dudes. This is awesome. Going nuts. That's been cool as fuck to be there. Yep. From what I read, this show went four and a half hours. It ended at like 12.15 in the morning. Yeah, fuck Bill Alfonso. Throw something at him. Hey, Polly. <laughs> We're not going to understand shit. Oh, I can hear him a little bit. Oh, the crowd wants 911. They want Bill Alfonso to be choke slammed. Oh, what's this bad news? <laughs> Party pooper sign in the front row. Oh, there's the crackhead. He's like in the third row. Oh, uh, yeah. Raven crackhead. Sweating his ass off. No shirt on. And there's Kenny Mello still with his Falcon jersey. I can cuss too. <laughs> Todd Gordon's back. And I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad about that. That sunshine canceled the uh, ECW programming. Down in Florida. What's wrong with Paulie? Yeah. Looking like a j jackass. He's got Tourette's. 
Well, Todd Gordon's in the stands. Man of the people. Bow. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Condemned. Come on, nine one one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? Spanning perfectly legal moves. Oh, the commission of Pennsylvania has banned the chokeslam. <laughs> That's such a heel move. <laughs> Fuck you guys, I'm not getting chokeslam. It's banned. <laughs> if 911 does it, he's fired. The most annoying voice. It's the worst. W. Holy <laughs> fucking dangerously. Uh, Bill Fonzo's pretty good in this. Yeah, I gotta say, this is really good for him. Yep. I hope that you can understand them. Does that Bill Alfonso look like a real life Mo, the bartender? Yeah. <laughs> Does. With the shirt and the tie. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like him a little too. Yeah. <laughs> Paulie wants to knock him out. Ah, oh, that was good. All right, continues on. With my cordless phone, I gotta charge it first. I love that. Uh oh. Bill. Bill has a phone in his pocket and nails 
Paulie. <laughs> oh, Todd Gordon stumbling into the ring. Luthez press attempt. <laughs> and they're rolling around the ring like Francine and Beulah. <laughs> Alfonso now nails Gordon with it. Now he's just giving some weak ass kicks. Well, Alfonso's kicking ass in the ring. <laughs> Bill Alfonso's calling out 911. <laughs> this is awesome. We're in our wah wah. Way says one. Wah wah. Wah wah. Wah wah. Wah wah. Burgers. Somebody call wah wah wah. Troy got me moving. And here it comes. Here comes 911. What a genius. Hey, since I just made a Simpsons reference, I'll make another one, and I've said this before. But I love the Simpsons scene where this song is playing when Homer's back in the 70s and trying to fit in with the cool guys. <laughs> and this song's playing, and he's getting closer and closer to the van. And they're like, get the fuck out of here, and he's gradually backwards <laughs> again. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, 911 has... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what is 911 doing? He's doing like mini choke slams. <laughs> he's got him by the throat. He just like keeps pushing him to the ground little by little. Big dicks here. Two big dicks here. Big dick and 911. Damn. Let these guys go at it. The Dudley's and well, Dudley, Dudley and Stevie are prevented. Big Dick from using the joke slam because they don't want him to get fired. Now we clip to oh. seconds later. Here we go. Paulie nailed him. Totally Mo. He's so Mo. Big time. All right, let's hear Looks like he's ready to fight in that rough and rowdy. <laughs> He's got some fucked up teeth, by the way. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Throw that in there. Yeah. Alright, so we're getting some fan cam action from uh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Which I'm, uh... Later in the show, during the wrap-up, I'll give a rundown of the matches and results of the show. But we're getting some highlights here. What song is this? Is this Rolling Stones? Yeah, Love is strong. Something like that. Yeah. This was a good song. From the later period of the Rolling Stones, I think. I already got break songs and outro songs ready, so we'll be using Rolling Stones. But that would have been a good one. 
Oh, so uh, Sandman here in this fan cam clip <laughs> has got his Rex Quandos on. And what do you pin, Mikey Whipwreck? Who the fuck is that? No. Who the fuck is that? Oh, regardless of who we pin there, I'll say it later in the results, but. Who the fuck is that? I don't recognize that person. Oh, yeah, Frank Alves, uh. So shaky. Frank Alves let me know that Target is selling the, uh, the Rex Condos. Are they? Yeah. I said, shit! I'm going there tomorrow. I should have went. I need to get him. Oh, Mikey just snuck in a ring. And he's got his own kendo stick or Singapore cane. And he just fucking whacks him in the back of the head. And he's pounding away on the Sandman. <laughs> Mikey's fucking knocking out the champ. That was a fucking solid to the head. I like this venue, the Jim Thorpe. It looks like they're in a bar. It's cool. Oh, now we switched to Weezer in the middle of the uh, segment. We've played this song already in our breaks. Say it ain't so. Mikey's fucking him up. Good for Mikey. Alright, what are we looking at here? Oh, is it Chad? Oh, it's Chad Austin. Alright. Alright, so now we switch to Public Enemy and the Gangsters. The Gangsters here, we got some Natural Bond Killers playing in the background. It's a natural ball killer. Itchy, itchy, yeah, yeah. They call me Dada. Six million, six million ways to murder. Two, one. New Jack. <laughs> the way Joey Styles says that. New Jack. New Jack. New Jack City. Mustafa is the man. Love how he wears the bandana covering his face. Here comes Rocco. Fucking brawl going on here. What a feud. Public enemy and the gangsters. Such a shame though by this point 95 into early 96. A lot of people are going to be leaving ECW. Yeah, so there's going to be like a big exodus of talent. Yep. Which is wild. Because you see, you know, the talent and they're kind of doing, kind of carrying some organizations like WCW. Yeah. And so they just lost Eddie and Dean. Previously lost Shane. This public, guy didn't leave. Public enemy's not far. Yeah, gangsters go nowhere. I don't think they stay relevant, though, for much longer. Could be wrong. If anything, it's New Jack, not Mustafa. Hey, Sandman's fucking jumping in on this brawl. 
Sammy's like, I want to fucking brawl with these guys. Sammy hits a fucking suplex in a brawl to rock a rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sammy, you get the memo? We're just hitting people with shit. Like, now that you're wearing your nice comfy shorts, you, you want to do wrestling moves? <laughs> you're just in a fucking caning match beating the fuck out of Cat Austin. Now you're all good to fucking suplex and jump off the top rope. And Mikey's back. Yep, Mikey's back. Fucking knocks Sandman back of the head. Which can't be good. Oh, here we go. Big match. Tag team title match. Raven and Stevie versus the Pitbulls. Raven and Stevie with the lovely Beulah. Yep, Penthouse Pet. I think her name's Teresa Hayes. Is her real name? Apparently, she was in, involved in wrestling a little bit, and then she got reconnected with it when she met Raven. When Raven met Ron Gant, Ron Gant was Ron like Gant? Ron Gant from the Braves. Oh, all right. I was thinking that, but I didn't think <laughs> yeah, be that actual the Ron Gant. Yeah, so Ron Gant was like dating. Beulah, or fucking her, whatever. And uh, Raven met them, and Beulah was like, Oh, I want to get back into wrestling. And then he told Paulie, and then they signed her. And uh, Beulah sent him, uh, oh, show, show Paul these nudes <laughs> from Penthouse. And they're like, Yep, you're in. <laughs> I think maybe Beulah might have been trained to wrestle too. Could be wrong. Yeah, so this uh Yeah, so opening song is their entrance music. Rob Zombies on the kiss. The fuck was what that? What was that? That was like a Alright, so it wasn't us. <laughs> Pitbull number two gets right in the face of Raven as he lays in the corner. Raven's already fed up with Stevie. Like fuck off, Stevie. I'll do this. It's like motherfucker. Alright, tag team title match. Go. About to kick off. Yeah. This the main event tonight on this episode? Yep. It's the main event of this show. Alright. So a kick. So pretty much it? bring us to the end. We gotta we gotta kick that high. Yeah, that's it, shit. We got this match, and we got a Cactus Jack promo to wrap up the show. Stevie Richards does not want to tag in. What's going on here? The fuck, Stevie? He's afraid to get his ass kicked by these pimples. Stevie is a pussy, Chance. Stevie is a pussy. Gotta go with Stevie's got a pussy. That would have been a better champ. But his Daisy Duke's on. And the Daisy Duke's on. I want you to. Come on, Pitbull number two. Get the fuck up. Why are you in this dog position like you're Rick Steiner? You ain't the Steiners. Mm -hmm. Latex fucks. Oh, 
Stevie being a big ass chump here. Doesn't want to tag in. Yeah, I can see why Raven would be pissed off at Stevie. Fucking bitch. I'm going to take the beating for your ass. Triple <laughs> number two. Yeah. <laughs> Triple number two tosses Raven over the guardrail. And now it's fucking him up with a steel chair. He, he like threw it. He threw it up in the air. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he threw it up in the air and caught it. And then <laughs> nailed him with it. And now Pitbull number two is back down on all fours. All sixes. Hands, knees, feet. <laughs> I, like, I kind of like this whole Stevie. Like, I don't want to get in because you know once he gets in, he's going to get his ass killed. Oh, well, that's even better. Raven is fed up, so Raven just fucking nails Stevie. <laughs> this is going to be... It throws him, throws him in the ring. Fuck you, Stevie. Now you're in. He's going to let them kick Stevie's ass. <laughs> you know, so based on what we talked about earlier, what we talked about last week, you know, if Stevie's about to get pinned, Raven can just come in and fucking break the tag. You know, break, uh, break the pinfall, rather. Not lose the match. So it's like, yeah, I'll let you get your ass kicked, but I'll save you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen. Putts. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. Putts. <laughs> hey, you fucking putts. Oh, bitch slap. Oh, Doomsday Device. <laughs> Stevie's up on Pitbull 2's shoulders. Oh, Pitbull 1 Off is. The ropes. Oh, clothesline over wow. the top rope. Onto the outside. Cool. Holy shit. That's that cool. was cool. Yeah, that was cool for sure. Speaking of uh, cool, have you watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe yet? Not yet, no. Oh. I actually keep forgetting. It's fucking good. <laughs> oh, you gotta watch it. <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Oh, Super Bomb, they're saying. Like, what the fuck? Super Bomb. Oh, yeah. Alright, so. Super Bomb, they're gonna set up Stevie on. So, Suplex. Up to Pitbull number two on the top rope and then power bomb down. Oh my god! Hey Joey, where's your oh my god if I had to say that? Super bomb pimple cheeks. Front row sign. So I guess Stevie's pimple cheeks. That's kind of a weird sign. Stevie's got pimple cheeks. I saw pimples <laughs> in his butt. That's how close I am. I can see his pimples on his ass. Holy shit. Raven goes flying into the guardrail and over. Oh, jeez. Stevie Eesh. nails. Pimple number two is looking at the action outside instead of paying attention to Stevie. And Stevie gains the upper hand. Now Pimple number two is tied up in the ropes. 
<laughs> Look at the fans. Yeah. Kitchen chairs coming from the air, handed them back in. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crutches, chairs flying in the air. Fans are catching it like they're fucking playing left field. <laughs> A Stevie kick. Oh, I forgot Bueller was there. Take off your nice fucking little sundress, please. Pretty please. <laughs> I think it'll happen later in the show. Because I know there's like a... I'm pretty sure there's a Francine and Beulah confrontation. I don't know if we'll see it on this episode or the next one. Alright, super bomb the pimple cheeks. Boom, he's down. Double belly to belly back suplex. Stevie's down. Raven's down. Pitbull's looking strong. Looking strong here. You know they're going to win these championships someday. Alright, here we go. One. Is it over? Oh, Beulah. Oh, Beulah comes Beulah in. Beulah with a slap. That's it. That's DQ. Oh no, grabbed oh. by the hair. Grabbed by the hair. Yeah. Suck his dick! That's great. Uh, she was about to get the super bomb, but Raven came and uh, nailed Pitbull 2 with the steel chair. Now Stevie and Raven teaming up. They missed a double clothesline. Shoulder block from Shoulder block. 2 to Stevie. Pitbull 2 is going for a cover, but referee is not doing his job. He's looking on the outside, and we got Dudley Dudley on the top rope out of nowhere. Nails Pitbull 2 with a forearm. Now lays Stevie across. The referee's outside of the ring. Now he jumps back in. Two count. All right. Well, good spot. Build up some tension. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, Stevie was gonna go for a Hurricane Rana, but got power bombed. <laughs> Raven breaks the count. That was an amazing power bomb. That was great. Amazing. Oh, DDT from Raven to Pitbull two tosses Pitbull one out of the ring. Stevie covers Pitbull two. Only two count again. Whoo! This is a hot match. Yeah, it is. A lot of close falls. I like it. This is what I've been waiting for with these guys. It's a good one. Oh, shit. Big Dick Dudley just fucked up Durant. Uh, Pitbull, too. Nailed him across the guardrail and threw him back into the ring. Now Stevie's covering him. Where's the ref? The ref's back in the ring. One, two, three. Thanks to Big Dick, Stevie and Raven retain the titles. What a great match. That was awesome. Hell of a match. That was awesome. I mean, as much as it was hardcore, some of these big spots were like that That Hurricane Rana. I guess it was a reversal, right? Yeah, he, he prevented the Hurricane Rana and just yeah. slammed them down with a power bomb. That, that was, was great. That was amazing. Wow, good shit. Where are we going now via satellite? We're going to we're going to Cactus. Time to lay out and take a listen to the man at work. Cactus Jack, you described it as a catatonic state. And certainly there's been a lot of questions for my actions. 
And I understand because you never met Uncle Willie. And at this point, Tommy Dreamer, I can sense you looking at my arm, wondering what happened to Cactus Jack. And yes, there's been rumors circulating around. And well, Tommy, this is what happened to Cactus Jack. This is what happened and this is the result, but it's really not that big a deal because the doctors have assured me that on second degree burns, there will be some discoloration for some time, but really no permanent scarring, which is more than I can say for my opponent, Terry Funk, who weaseled his way out in an ambulance, screaming and crying like a little baby with his third degree burns. And the irony did not escape me that the man who stepped into the ECW arena with a branding iron and sizzled his name on my chest is the one who walked away with the permanent scars. And that one match signified to me that I was in Japan the king of the death match, which I guess in ECW would make me the king of the hardcores. The fuck? Because my Uncle Willie knew all about Japan. You see, Tommy Dreamer, you never met my Uncle Willie. And neither did I. Because he's been dead for 50 years. <laughs> but I always felt like I knew him because there was a big picture of my Uncle Willie at 18 years old, ready to save the world, hanging up in the hallway of my home in East Setauket. And every day I'd see my dad almost get down and genuflect in front of that picture. Almost like you used to do in front of my picture, Tommy Dreamer. Because Uncle Willie was a hero. You see, Uncle Willie was on the boat that brought the bomb over to Japan to save the day for the good guys. Now, what happened to that boat after it delivered the bomb is a well-known story. And although they never saw or found Uncle Willie's body, we've all got a pretty good idea of what happened. But we rest assured <laughs> that my Uncle Willie died a hero. That is, until I made my way to Japan, to Hiroshima, and saw generations later walking in the Peace Park the pictures of people with flesh burning down their arms, the flesh hanging off their bones. Let's hear it for the bombing of innocent children. USA! USA! Let's hear it for the bombing of helpless women! Willie! Willie! You see, all my life I saw people whose idea of suffering was to get back on that last six-pack until the next welfare check came in. And they say we bombed those nip bastards! They were human beings! You sons of bitches! and you killed them. <laughs> so I went back to my dad and I said, Dad, I hope that Uncle Willie died a painful death. I hope they ate him good. I hope they swallowed his spine if he even had one. That baby killer! <laughs> and for the first time since the infamous 1968 Parsonage Road, Spanking! My dad hit me. And he said, take a look at yourself, son. Take a look at the scars. Take a look at the burns. 
and take a look at the missing body parts and find out that the same thing that makes those Japanese wrestlers so tough is the same reason that we had to sacrifice 130,000 human lives. Because they keep going and going and going. And the only way to save millions of more lives was by a show of force. And I said, Dad, by whose authority do you believe in the following words you just spoke? And he said, the government of the United States. The government of the United States. And I believed his words. And I looked at that dollar bill and saw that the father of our country was a slave-holding, wig-wearing, wooden-tooth-wearing bastard. And so it's very simple, Tommy Dreamer. If we can sacrifice 130,000 human lives in the goal of a higher purpose, then really the DDT of your head on the mat is pretty damn insignificant news. And if you can trust the government to mutilate babies, then I ought to get the benefit of the doubt. Because I and Raven have a higher purpose. And that thought brings me Story time with Mick Foley right there. That was pretty cool, though. Yeah, he came around and got to the point. Yeah. yeah. He didn't know where he was going with it, but, yeah. No. <laughs> well, he wrapped it up. Yep. No, as, as always, great storytelling, Mick Foley. So, hey, fucking hell of an episode right there, man. Agreed. Bill Alfonso shining in that episode. And then a fucking great match, Stevie Richards and Raven. Defending the titles against the Pitbulls. That was fucking awesome. Bill Alfonso was definitely like the most surprising. I did not expect anything out of him, and that was actually pretty solid. Yeah, finally. Because I, I I knew from the past, like, he's good, but where the fuck is it? <laughs> and it finally happened here. So, that was awesome. All right, so that concludes episode 124. From September 5th of 1995. And we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, as always, we'll play, play a little music from the time here. 1995. Um, during this week, it was maybe on the Billboard Top 100 for a couple weeks. But great song. I love it. It's Bush, Come Down. Oh, great song. Great pick, bro. Thanks. So, yeah, we'll play that, and we'll be back with uh, episode 125, September 12th, 1995, to continue on with the August 26th, 1995 ECW Arena show. Fucking damn good show. So, take a listen to Bush, and we'll be right back. Take your place No, I'm not 
right, we're back now for the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. This is episode 125, September 12, 1995, on Peacock on the network at season 3, episode 37. And again, these matches are from August 26, 1995 at the ECW Arena Show. And we're going to get going with it. This one is, uh, I'm just going to forewarn you if you're watching on the network, Peacock, or even on the one on the BTT Drive, it's been cut down. It's been cut down probably about 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Uh, I'll mention what's cut out as we're watching. But uh, some some things were edited out for whatever reason. So it's uh, 33 minutes and 24 seconds. It's going to be the runtime here. All right. I'll give a countdown three down to one. If, we're, if you're going to watch along, when I say play, we'll click play as always and get started here. JV, you ready? Yes, I am. All right. Three, two, one. Play. All right, right so into the intro. Yeah, right into the intro. So what was edited out prior to the intro? There was a video package of Raven and Stevie Richards and the Pitbulls feud. And th- during that video package, it was uh, it was played. It was like a video package, you know, a music video package. So it had filters. Hey man, nice shot. That's why I say man, nice shot. So that was played, and that was edited out. My guess is probably edited out because the music, they probably didn't want to fuck around with playing some other music over it. (laughs) So I said, I just cut the whole fucking thing. Well, I don't understand why our version is that way. It doesn't matter. Anyway, that is missing. And we have already used Hey Man, Nice Shot. In one of our episodes in the past. Yep. Alright, so now we get to Joey Styles. And this is nothing missing here from this point. Let's see what's going on here. Joey Styles just opening the show. He's got his regular suit on. Last week he had a nice suit on. Nice gray suit. Ooh, what is this? Triple A? Oh! Oh, okay. We're going to get the Rey debut Mysterio. of Rey Mysterio and Psychosis. Sweet. Yeah, on the, our next episode in two weeks, we're going to see that. Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. This is going to be awesome. We're going to be doing a supercard next time. Doing supercard number 13, Gangsta's Paradise. All right, so we got an ad for Club ECW. Which I'm sure a lot of people got screwed out of money on this. Purchase the same ringside seat for the next four ECW Arena shows. Be placed on the priority mailing list and receive 20% off all ECW merchandise. Now at this point in time, there's huge controversy going on with merchandise in regards to the videotapes with Rob Feinstein. And then also the guy that makes the t-shirts. Paul Heyman has been fucking them over for a couple months not paying them. Oh, really? Yeah. And those guys, like, write into the Observer, Dave Meltzer's Observer, and, like, explain everything. I was reading it earlier today, so if you have access to early Observers, you subscribe to the Observer, go to August 95 and read all that shit. It's, it's crazy. And then Paul Heyman tries to defend himself with rebuttals and shit, and it's like... We know. We know he's a fucking sneak. 
based on everything we know of not paying wrestles and whatnot. So <laughs> Paul Heyman's just trying to hang on here with this promotion. Not, not paying people though. Richards, so yeah, that was interesting to read earlier. <laughs> Alright, so we got the Pitbulls and I'm talking over Pitbull number one because fuck him. Even though Gary Wolf <laughs> does support fuck us. Him. He does support us and he does Follow the Extreme Cast. And if you're not following on Twitter, follow at Extreme Cast. Like Gary Wolf, Pitbull number one. Anthony Durant doesn't because you know, he's not he's no longer around. Because we're putting this Saturday night everything on the line. Everything that we want. I guess we'll take a listen to what the fuck he has to say. <laughs> the Triple H of uh, ECW. <laughs> Long-winded. Making guarantees and shit. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee. <laughs> I don't care if we have to beat everybody. When you get a dog and you back him up into a corner, you feed him. Alpo. <laughs> you know, Gary Wolf just wanted to slap Anthony Durant just then. You got the fuck away with my promo. This Saturday night. Double dog collar match. If we do not win, we will split up as a tag team forever. ECW stipulations always hold on. Do or die. That old thing. We will win. Just like with the the Super Destroyers. We will be gone from wrestling forever. Do or die, brother. That's what it is. If I can't be a pit bull. I'd rather die. <laughs> oh gosh. That was so bad. <laughs> that sucked. That was horrible. Gary Wolf was definitely better than Anthony Durant. Yeah. Oh, we got Highway to Hell is the Dudley music. As we got Dudley Dudley and Big Dick. JV's favorite wrestler name. Big <laughs> Dick Dudley. It's a great name. <laughs> I always confuse Big Dick as being like the father, but he's not. He's just like the big brother. The father of the Dudleys is Daddy Dudley. <laughs> That's his name? Yeah, Daddy Dudley. Daddy. He hasn't, he hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> oh, Cactus. Let's listen here. Cactus, I don't know. I don't care. Bye, Mike! When you are an ignorant person, Tommy Dreamer, you're a very ignorant little boy. Ignorant and selfish. And I don't know which one bothers me more. Because you stand there and you try to drape a banner over the name of Cactus Jack and say, here is the original hardcore wrestler. Only shows just how ignorant you really are. Because you're not even close! You're not even close. Does the name Ray Stevens mean anything to you? Well, it doesn't mean a lot to the general public because Ray Stevens was one of the original hardcore wrestlers, Tommy. You know where he is now? He's in need of a heart transplant because the years of boozing, partying, and red meat have clogged his arteries to the point where his body is barely functioning. But he can't get that transplant because he doesn't have the money. 
Harley Race has been a millionaire several times over, and his body lies broken, and his spirit lies battered. Why? Because he was a hardcore wrestler. How many of you have dialed up the dynamite kid and said, Kid, thanks for the dives onto the concrete floor. Sorry to hear that you don't have a pot to piss in. Or a window to throw it out. But thanks for the memories. You see, Tommy Dreamer, the problem with being hardcore is, by the very nature of the name, we give of ourselves of our bodies, of our hearts, and of our souls. And for each one of us who gives, there's bloodthirsty low-life fans out there only willing to take. How many of you shed a tear, Freddie Gilbert? And if you did, was it not just to feel sorry for yourselves that you'd never see any showered in blood anymore? So, Tommy Dreamer, the fact is this. Get off the trip and answer my phone calls. Raven has given you an out. Don't you understand? You've got the perfect excuse to just walk away. And Raven is allowing me to do that to you because I'll tell you something, Tommy. To do what I did for you in that ECW arena and DDT you on the floor just proves to me how much love I really have in my heart. Because you gotta love people an awful lot to be willing to do what I did for you. So Tommy, I don't mean to yell. I don't mean to get upset because I like you and I only want the best for you. And that's why I'm saying, don't make me take this on a public forum. Forget all those losers! Answer my call, because he who lives and runs away returns the fight another day. Dude, he's on the top of his game right now. Yeah, this is... Right, you nailed it. Top of his game. He is the reason why you would watch ECW every week. That's yeah. it right there. Yeah, just give this guy a mic and let him go. Right. I want to see the fucking three and a half minutes of Cactus Jack every week. Badass, man. And now we get right into a match. It's Dudley Dudley versus Tommy Dreamer. But uh, before we even get into this, I was, I was just looking. Uh, hey, dude, fucking you, you tweeted at uh, Paul Verzi and he liked your comment. Yeah. That was cool, man. Yeah, he's he's uh he always likes my shit. It's weird. Oh, cool. It's probably a social media manager or something, but it's still cool. Nah, I would feel like those guys do it on their own. Yeah, one time he messaged me on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, like a few months back. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that. I was like, thanks, man. I really appreciate your support. Something like that. And then on Twitter one other time. He's going to be too big cool. soon now, though. Hey, that's all right. As long as, uh, as, long as you're in now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it for that. I do it just to... I know. Cause, yeah, support. No, there was a... Um, I went to a... Comedy Connection. I saw Tracy Morgan. It was a dude that opened for him. And, uh... My wife had uh, followed him. He followed back. 
And, uh, they're like Facebook friends. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Let's get his name, but. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He was good. He was like one of Tracy Morgan's friends. Yeah. I was just doing a show with him. Ar his, his name's like Artie or something. Hmm. Not sure. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. I mean, I just watch stand up shit like all day. And I was like, is he trying to bang my wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, insecure and shit now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maybe we get to hang out with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so back to the match here. We got Big Dick throwing Tommy Dream into the guardrail. Come on, Big Dick. Can you just leave people alone? <laughs> Look at his jorts. <laughs> jorts, hey. tie-dye, dude love. You see that? Dude, dude, love, dude love prototype. <laughs> we got dude love prototype. We got stone cold prototype in the Sandman. <laughs> hey, we got the attitude error right here. ECW. In 1995. Dude, September 95. We're creeping into 96. What the fuck? Moving on up. Man, so, hey, we don't even have Rob Van Dam yet. That's right. Wait until he comes in. Oh, I can't wait for that. Young Rob Van Dam all fucking blazed out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, the Eliminators are coming soon, too. Saturn and Cronus. I think they come in, like, next month. Oh! With that said, know who's coming this month? Who's going to be on the next show at Gangsta's Paradise? Why, hell yeah! Steve Austin? Steve Austin debuts this month in September. He'll be around until December when he becomes a ringmaster. So we've got a really got a lot to look forward to. Get some Austin. Hey, we're finishing up the bottom line cast, but now we're gonna get Stone Cold over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. What the fuck was that? A pool skimmer that Tommy Dreamer just had in the ring? He just nailed Dudley Dudley's balls. Kind of what it looked like. I love that name, Dudley Dudley. <laughs> What's they saying? I can't hear it. Oh, they stopped. I can't hear it because no one's talking. <laughs> Ugh, what a shitty fucking clothesline. Not even a clothesline. It was a suplex onto the top rope, which was meant to clothesline his balls, but that failed. <laughs> and look at all those ECW shirts in the crowd. They're totally in. Merchandise is getting pumped out. Even though the people making the shirts on the I liked it before. It was cool. <laughs> I had a t-shirt. I had the t-shirt before you knew about it. <laughs> the way he said that there. Big dick Dudley. Big dick. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> he always pauses. <laughs> big dick, Dudley. And Tommy's going after the big dick. <laughs> He's all over that big dick. He's going to nail that big dick with a chair. <laughs> Now he's gonna nail it. Oh, of course, a frying pan. A frying pan. There's always a frying <laughs> pan. A beer can. Every time I make eggs, I'm like, man, getting hit over the head with this has to suck. And yeah. you just like slapped across the face with it. Bing. No thanks. The big dick is still standing. <laughs> the big dick is still erect. <laughs> That's what he should have said. Big dick is still erect. He definitely should have said that. He fucked up. Dropped the ball there. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Dropped the big balls. Dudley Dudley goes to the top. <laughs> Dropped the big balls. This topic's all you, Mike. Dudley Dudley just dropped his big balls on the top rope. And now Tommy Drew suplexes him off the top rope for a cover. One, two, three. And it's over. Tommy Dreamer. Not so confident. He's wearing t-shirts now at this point. My Tommy. I have this hang-up. You know it. I've said this before. Wrestlers that don't wrestle with their shirts off. <laughs> but that seems like the norm in ECW. Look at all these guys without... Yeah, different time, too. Yeah. Well, they, well they're trying to do a different type of product, too. I mean, how many fucking guys are shirtless? It's more, <laughs> more guys are... And that's because they're not fucking not, you know, in great shape. They're not jack dudes. Hey, the crowd's loving Tommy. Do a hardcore. Oh, sign guy Dudley's in the front row. That's a new Dudley. I'm sign guy Dudley. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sign guy Dudley. It's like um, Martin from W. No, not Martin. Yeah, no Ralph from the Simpsons. Ralph Wiggins or or, or Martin. Which one, the nerd or the? The idiot, I, know, I know the difference between the two, but I forget who says something like that. Martin's the nerd. I know that. Yeah. Ralph's the chief's son. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. With the hair and everything. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> DDT to sign guy Dudley. Here's another thing. You, you brought up Dudleys and do love, but don't all the Dudleys look like they could be like Mick Foley's kids? Yeah, they look like they're brothers. <laughs> like Mick Foley is Daddy Dudley. Oh, Taz is back from injury. Let's take a listen. No doctors coming out here saying Taz don't get in the ring and wrestle. It's just a blue collar guy. He looks ring, like a backup singer from like Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> He's on the drums. The mic. Alright, so Taz is back and he wants to kick some ass. It's like someone's touching ass around here. <laughs> it's gonna be me. Pizza Nurture back. Alright, so we did miss some clips here. Some things that were edited out. Here's things that were edited out from the show. A fan cam of Francine attacking Stevie Richards. That was cut out. So Francine turns on Stevie Richards. That was edited out. And she's going to join the Pitbulls as their manager soon. So that's the beginning of that. 
We get a recap of Bill Alfonso and Paulie Dangerously that was edited out of here. Highlights of two Colton Dean Malika breaking Taz's neck. Recap of two Cold defeating Eddie Guerrero for the TV title, which led into the interview with Taz saying he's going to go out to Gold Scorpio for the TV title. That's at right. Yep. Gangsta's Paradise. And now we're in the ring here with the Steiners, and they're with Taz. And they're going to take on Too Cold and Mystery Partner. So let's see who that Mystery Partner is. Ha <laughs> ha! Whoop! There it is. Chia. And you know. Back again. Whoop! There it is. And I'm gone. <laughs> and I'm gone. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! We wanted some ties. Can we get the front? That is the TV uh -huh. champ. Uh -huh. Shaking it down. It's like Tuco just walked into the boys' club dance. That's what's going on here. His song's playing. Whoop! There it is. He heads out. <laughs> Upside down and inside out. Let me tell you about what it's all about. Alright, so we're big fans of Better Call Saul, and they're in Philly here, so I always just think of, uh, like, Mike Ehrmantraut being, like, a cop working ECW arena. Because, you know, he was, he used to be a Philadelphia cop. Really? Yeah, that's right, yep. <laughs> so, I'm thinking of, like, in 95, he would have been on the job. Like, yeah, Mike Ehrmantraut's in the uh, ECW arena doing some fucking, uh, <laughs> walking too cold Scorpio out to the ring. Rand's house. Scorpadunk. Scorpadoink. Scorpadoink the clown. That sign sucks. Horrible. Sorry, you don't have guys. to think that much. That sign sucked cockola. Scorpadunk. Scorpadoink. Oh, two goes talking. Triple Joe's. Taz. Oh, Chris Benoit's the mystery partner. And he comes out to Shane Douglas' music as well because he was a member of the Triple Threat. Can you remember? Perfect Strangers. Remember Monday. Imagine if the opening theme song to the TV show Perfect Strangers was this song. <laughs> be totally different. <laughs> Alky coming out, all decked out leather. <laughs> like a... Uh, what was the line? Uh, Chica was that his name? Chicago, Chicago or Burst or something like that. He's at like the Wrigley Field and shit. Yeah, Balky. Balky, Bamakafu, something like that. Alright, so we get the Steiners fucking looking great here. Taking down Benoit. Two colds. In the corner, this is Ponder, and hey, this looks like a good match. Now, yeah, I'm going to point out that this is also, um, so we just had the farewell, Eddie and Dean, on this same show, August 26, 1995. This is also Chris Benoit's final match in ECW, too. Oh, damn, okay. Before he goes to WCW. And they'll all be going to WCW in October. So, here we are, end of August. 
I guess, I don't know if there's like a non-compete. I doubt there would be a non-compete, but they're not going to be on TV through September. And they're going to debut in early October. So we're going to have Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko debut on WCW Monday Nitro, which is new at this point. So as we're watching this episode, Nitro had just debuted. And Lex Luger returned to WCW. But on the October yes, 2nd... Mall yeah, of America, the right? Yep. So on October 12th, 1995, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko are going to debut against each other. So they have their farewell match here in ECW, and then their next match, televised, is against each other on Nitro. So that's fucking pretty cool. And then two weeks later, Chris Benoit debuts on October 16th, 1995, on Nitro against Eddie Guerrero. And uh, Chris Benoit spends uh, September in New Japan working at the G1 Climax as uh, Wild Pegasus, which was his name. Anyone notable? Uh, not that I know us offhand, but he, he worked nine days, so he was in singles and tag matches. I didn't, I didn't bother to fucking look at all that, but I just want to see what he was doing before he debuted in WCW. And then we have the Steiners here. So I looked this up too. The Steiners here, they're not going to last much longer in ECW. They're going to be around for another month. They're going to leave in October. And I don't think they even go to Japan after that, but they returned to WCW in March of 96 on the March 11th episode. And they, they make their return to WCW against the Road Warriors, who had just come back for, I think they were around for a couple months already at that point. They have Steiners versus Road Warriors in their return match. So, like I was saying earlier, all these guys are leaving ECW. Kind of like ECW is like a way of getting recognized to get a job with WWF or WCW. It's like, okay, yeah, we appreciate this. We love the audience and the crowd and it's cool, but we need to make real money <laughs> and have consistent schedule and insurance and whatnot and get checks on time. Yeah, way too early. So, oh. while, so while this is groundbreaking, it is kind of like a fetus system. All right, so now, all right, so this match is chopped up. So we're just getting clips. It looks like. Well, it looks like a hell of a match from what we're seeing here. Oh, nice Steiner line. Nice. I mean, I saw I saw a Steiner line from Rick Steiner on the latest episode of Booking the Territory. Yeah. Rick Steiner, and well, the Steiners were in a job match. Rick Steiner hit the Steiner liner on one dude, knocked him out. Really? Knocked him out. Guy couldn't get up. Rick Steiner picked him up, dragged him to his to the partner, and tagged out. Tagged him out. <laughs> the guy couldn't even move. The show must go on. <laughs> it was nuts. Knocked him though. He got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it was ninety-one. February. I think February 2nd, 1991, WCW Saturday Night episode. Knocks him the fuck out. They beefed oh, him. Hey, Scorpio. Scorpio's like, I'm the TV champ, motherfucker. And I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. 
<laughs> I gotta start using that more. <laughs> I'm using my everyday life. Say it to your students. <laughs> no, I'm telling to my wife. Do this homework, and I'm gone. <laughs> no, tell to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this breakfast, and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! The power bomb from Too Cold. Wow! Here comes Too Cold Scorpio. Hey, hey! That is yet to come when he returns to WCW with that shitty. Oh no, that was earlier actually when he had that shitty WCW music. Oh, everybody! Here comes Too Cold Scorpio. <laughs> Remember that video in the the basketball court with the kids? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, missed. Crossbody. Look at how Jack Scott is at this point. Huge. Beast. Press slam. Press slam to two cold. Looking for another Steiner liner. Boom. Oh, shit. Two cold flies out of that ring and hits the guardrail pretty stiff. What's Taz going to do here? He's got a chair. Scorpio's got a chair. And we cut right back to another segment of the match. Chris Benoit. Clotheslines Rick Steiner to the mat. Hey, I wonder if Rick Steiner's earmuffs ever prevented it from, like, hearing cues from all the wrestlers in the match. Um, yeah, that's a... Maybe? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've never won that, so I don't know... How much it actually affects your hearing? Still's got to muffle it somewhat. And you got a crowd. Yeah, I, I, I would think so too. That's like wearing headphones, like we are right now. Mm -hmm. Other people in the room are talking. We're not going to hear much of what they're saying. I hate when I have my headset on and Jess or someone tries talking to me. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? I can't hear you. Yeah, because then you gotta fucking take take them off. Take it off. You get or just like do the thing where you just move half of it off your ear. Like, won't even like try to cue you. Like, hey, I gotta ask you a question. Something just starts talking, and you're like, yeah, I don't know what you said. And you know they gotta stop from scratch. And they're gonna be pissed off. Yeah, and you're you're pissed off now. It's just a very highly tense environment. Oh fuck! Finally, Taz nails. Too cold with the TV championship. Oh, I'm looking forward to Taz Scorpio uh -oh. match. Oh, a fall away suplex from Steiner, well Rick Steiner, to Too Cold, uh, to Benoit rather. Only a two count though. Scott wants in the ring and Rick tags his brother. Here comes Scott. Scott picks up Benoit, the Crippler. Yeah, doesn't. I hate hearing that nickname these days. And Scotty's putting up Benoit on the top rope. Looks like he's going to set up for a superplex. Oh, no. What the oh, hell shit. is he doing? A back body back drop. drop. Yeah. Wow, back Jesus. body drop from the top rope. That's going to be it, right? One, two. Oh, Benoit kicks out. Wow. Crowd's loving it. That's not a move you see often. Oh. Like, really at all. Yeah, it's a Samoan drop off the top rope. 
wonder if Umaga ever did that. That would be a good spot. Hey, look at Taz with his hair all gelled up. <laughs> Before he uh, started buzzing his hair because he was losing it. Oh, here we go. Big Steiner move. Holy shit. DDT off the top rope. These and it's on. Phenomenal. Great shit here. Man, both these shows, excellent tag team matches. Yeah, that's true. Two great tag team matches that we watched. Now, this one was chopped up, but it was probably a long one. Oh, public Daddy. enemy. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen to this uh, promo package. Mexicans are coming. I know 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 Mexicans are you ain't seen a string yet, you little punk. And you see, the Sandman got something to do with you. Well, see, I don't give a damn about the Sandman or his little <laughs> His little biatch. <laughs> Love it. Love New Jack. To the extreme plus one. Well, now we going to cut these BWs. Don't be a big fan, Panting. You have trouble, bro. Public enemy. You're busted. Damn, butter. The fuck is that? The creepy ass doll. It's like doink. <laughs> Look at the fucking choke of this doll. These guys have done lost their minds. Every week it gets worse and worse. <laughs> yes. They just get more delusional. Which is cool. Wow. Hey, two fucking great episodes right there. It makes sense because that August 26, 1995 show is regarded as one of the best shows at ECW Arena in 95. That wasn't oh, shit. considered to be a super show. So fucking good shit. Hell of an episode, and whew, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. We'll be right back with the Extreme ECW Live Wrap Up. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live Wrap Up, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run down some house show results real quick for you for a couple of the shows that happened during this point. The August 25th show, the August 26th. We went over most of that, but I'll just run through the results, and then also the. August 28, 1995 show. Let me just run through that for you. And uh, some of these are have some star ratings from The Observer. And also results are from historyofww.com from Graham and Richard Land, who is always gracious enough to get these episodes together for us and help us get those to the BTT drive. So thanks, Richard and Graham, for all the hard work you do on historyofww.com. You know, when you hear history of WWE.com, you might be thinking just all WWE stuff, but it's WCW, it's ECW, it's as much as they can results that they have from all shows. Like, that's the fucking place to go if you want to see when something happened, 
So good shit over there. And like I said, also the um, the star ratings come from the Observer. So I'm going to run through the ECW Jim Thorpe Pennsylvania show, which we saw some clips from earlier on a fan cam. And these were the results. You had Mikey Whipwreck defeat Dino Sendoff in a dud. You had ECW Tag Team Champions Raven and Stevie Riches defeat Pitbulls in a three-and-a-half-star match, which makes sense. On August 25th, 95, you have Ian Rotten defeating Bull Payne, who we haven't seen yet, but we'll see him at Gangsta's Paradise. And that was a star and three-quarters match. You have Rick Steiner, well, the Steiner brothers defeat Dean Malenko and Tuco Scorpio in a three-star match. Tommy Draven defeated Dudley Dudley in a one-star match. You had Tuco Scorpio pin Eddie Guerrero to win the TV championship, which we know about. And that was a three and one quarter star match. And then in the main event, it was two singles matches, double main event. Johnny Grunge defeated New Jack in a star and a half match. And then Mustafa Saeed defeated Rock a Rock in a three star match. That makes sense to me because I always say that Mustafa and Rock a Rock are really the wrestlers out of both of those teams. So it makes sense that they put put together a better match. So. That was that there at Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, at the Flagstaff. Then the August 25th show, we uh, we pretty much know, but let me just go over star ratings. Hack Myers defeated J.T. Smith. For whatever reason, wasn't ranked. We thought it was a pretty good match. We covered that. Uh, Ian Rotten defeated uh, Bull Payne in two and a quarter match. Awesome match that we covered earlier. Raven and Stevie Riches defeated the Pitbulls. And that was four stars. That makes sense, right? Four stars for that one. Yep. Tommy Dreamer pinned Dudley Dudley. We cover that match. That was a star and a qu- star and yeah, a half. Yeah, that, that fits, right? I'd say like one star. <laughs> yeah, one star. Uh, the big match that we covered last episode: Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko in their farewell, farewell two out of three, best out of two, best out of three falls match. Um, that earned three and three quarter stars, which I think is right. I don't think it is four. I mean, the moment's big, but I don't think the match was yeah, right. that. You know, we've seen better. Um, now, we didn't see this. I thought we were going to see it, but this got cut from the episode. It's Beulah pinning Francine with Stevie Richards as the guest referee. So I'm just going to read through what history of WWE has here because we didn't get to see this. And I don't think we're going to see much of it. Probably see a recap at some point, but... Anyway, Bill Alfonso appears and says that there's only one man qualified to officiate this match, and he introduces Stevie Richards, who then applied. He applied for a licensorship to be a referee for women's wrestling, so he's the referee. So after the match, Beulah set Francine up for a pile driver, giving her a repeated wedgie in the process, and then dropping her with a spike pile driver after assistance from Raven and Richards. Francine uh, gets fucked by Stevie. Stevie supports Raven and Beulah. And Francine was his girl, but guess no longer. So Francine, like I said, is going to be get. She's going to be getting tag teamed by the Pitbulls soon. <laughs> 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 um, in the match that we just covered, the Steiners defeated Chris Benoit and Tuco Scorpio in a what they consider to be a three in. Three quarters match, which is close. I would say, yeah, that's probably good. Because I don't think the other match, the Raven and Stevie match, was a four star. I think that's 
I think that's right. I don't think this one will be four stars. And then the main event we didn't see. We get Sandman, New Jack, and Mustafa defeating Mikey Whipwreck and the Public Enemy in a three-star match. So we saw, actually, we did see like some clips of that, but that we didn't see the full match. But good shit there. And then on August 28th, in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, at the Big Apple Diner Theater, with 300 people there, 300 people, Mikey Whipwreck defeated Dino Sendoff in another dud. Uh, ECW TV champion Tuco Scorpio defeated Hack Myers in a half-star match. Yeah, that must have really sucked. ECW TV champ, uh, tag team champions Raven and Stevie defeated the Pitbulls again. Before the match, Francine ran out, attacked Stevie Richards until she was removed by officials. This match only got a star and a quarter. Ian Rotten defeated Bull Payne in a death match. Two and a half stars. And Ian Rotten, because he wasn't paid by Paul Heyman for a couple months, quits. Leaves. Leaves ECW. Damn. Just so, bounces. Ian Rotten's out at this point. ECW World Champion, the Sandman, defeats Tommy Dreamer in a two-star match. The Steiners defeated Dances with Dudley in Dudley Dudley. All right, so we don't know Dances with Dudley yet. So who, this is going to be a new Dudley. This is a Native American Dudley. His name's Dances with Dudley. <laughs> like Dances with Wolves. Dances with Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> he's always like Tatanka, kind of. But he has glasses, you know. <laughs> they call him D.W. Dudley, but it's Dances with Dudley. Uh, that was a two-and-a-half-star match. Uh, Cactus Jack's going to go up against 911 in a one-star match, thanks to 911 probably. And then we get in the main event Mikey Whipwreck, who was a substitute for Johnny Grunge. And John, uh, Mikey Whipwreck teams up with Rock or Rock, and they defeat the Gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa, in a Falls Count Anywhere match. In a three and three quarters match. So, man, that must have been a damn good match. Wish we could see that. But since it's at Ken, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, I don't think we're going to get that on an episode. Might be some highlights to come. All right. So, that wraps up some house show results. And next time on the Extreme ECW Livecast, it's Supercard Special number 13. It's Gangsta's Paradise. It's the show following this episode, the Saturday night. It's September 16, 1995, Gangsta's Paradise. going to be a big show. A lot of good stuff there. Debut of Rey Mysterio, Psychosis. Big main events. Taz is in action. Going for the TV title, Too Cool Scorpio. So looking forward to checking that out. And then following that, two weeks later, we'll cover, we'll continue on with our Extreme ECW Livecast, episode 126, 127. Which we'll also be covering Gangsta's Paradise, but a lot of good promos and shit to cover there. So we'll cover those as well. All right, so that's coming up on the Extreme ECW Livecast. Also, check out JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Our latest episode is covering Stone Cold Steve Austin's top pay per view matches, in our opinion. Our favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin pay per view matches. And we also do a watch along of the three stages of Hell match against Triple H. From February 2001 at No Way Out. So, good shit there. And our next episode will be episode 151. Covering 2011 into 2014. We're, we're covering a bunch of years on the next episode. 
basically sporadic appearances of Stone Cold Steve Austin at the end of his, his run there. So that'll be on episode 151, and that'll be coming out next week. All right, guys, thanks for listening. JV, any, uh, anything you want to add? No, sir. All right, so just uh, one last time with our Twitter plugs here. Follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at MPRU83. Follow JV at John Van Damage. And for our outro, we're going to play another song that just started hitting the airwaves here in September of 1995. It is the first of the month. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. up. It's the first of the month. Bone Thugs and Harmony play out here. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you, BTT Army and JV Goon Squad. We'll see you in two weeks. So long. Niggas don't like that And selling them dummies Making that money Come back nigga Get that pap 
From the first to the fifteenth, think it's more plenty weed, but I gotta say, gotta come up, put my rocks in the club. Wanna get high, nigga, place that blood. Huh. Time to roll to the pad, count on my profit and add it to the stash. Gotta watch my backseat for niggas that's trying to rob me. But never know shows and no losses, don't make you beat these niggas up off me. See, cut us up the whole block, spend a couple bills, thugs, smoke a lot of weed on the wake fur. Up, wake, wake up, wake up, it's wake up, wake up. I'm feeling buzz up early in the morning, stretching, I'm yawning, lightweight bitch, chugga lugga, take a fifth to the dome, this night I got geek with my truck, but it is this place, so I'm getting me hustle long, hop on the phone, calling them crazy phone, when I know did your OG check on, you should put me down, I'm on the bus with B, and I'm coming with blood after blood of the scum, nigga T just put me down, oh god how I love when it first come around, now I'm a freaking bit black and mild, and across town, cause nigga the first get celebrated, rushing to the block cause I wanna get faded, looking on wild cause I'm needing me hair braided, heavy off into the sky, just call me that pro slime Them nickels and dimes at 20s and 50s The first be the day for the dope man Slangin' that cocaine food And I'm working late tonight And all them things be loving them foods Cause I got them rocks full of them pots Come come with the ends, I gotta get paid On the first, gotta blaze up my split Get live with the both those poetic hustlers In the graveyard shift on the first Wake up, wake up, wake up It's wake up, wake up Get up, get up, get up Catch the Come on.